the gym. My old stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller and in a lot better shape. So, okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. I may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and 10 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. It's time for Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny. From what's happening on the blue at Boise State to the Mountain West and beyond. The biggest storylines, the best guests, and most outlandish opinions from two dudes who eat, sleep, and breathe college football. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny, featuring former Boise State quarterback and longtime coach Mike Sanford and KTIK 95.3 FM, the tickets, Johnny Mallory on Bronco Nation News. What's going on? Season one. How did this happen? Episode nine. Here we are. Ball Talk. Appreciate everybody for spending part of their Monday night with us. And if you're watching this a little bit later, obviously appreciate you guys Viewing in as well, I'm John Mallory, Johnny Ballgame, my partner, Mike Sanford, the coach, and we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. If you are watching this on any other platform than YouTube right now, we ask, BJ Reigns asks that you switch over to the BNN YouTube channel. That way we can read your comments during the show and whatnot, and BJ prefers to track things on YouTube. So if you wouldn't mind... Find us on YouTube. Coach Sanford, 
Episode nine, man. What's going on? Hey, man. What a time to be alive. Like just in the, the swing of college football, pro football, um, Monday Night Football's on right now. Last week, you were a dirty dog watching your Seahawks. Now I got my guy, Jay Love, up there, just tied it up. Uh, I, but I'm going to be more disciplined than you, than you, Johnny. I'm going to keep my eyes fo- focused right here on the only Broncos that really matter, and that's Bronco Nation. So uh, excited to be on. And, and more importantly, I can't tell you how fired up I am to go to my first game with my family Boise State game here in Fort Collins um, this Saturday night at 745 it'll be a beautiful crisp fall evening in the front range Fort Collins is one of the most uh, just impressive cities communities and campus stadium is absolutely spectacular so I've been plugging it all week I want to I want to have a chance to meet a bunch of you out there at campus stadium Uh, me and my uh, my wife Anne Marie and our three kids um, will be decked out we made huge purchase at blue and orange store should show up before game day to make sure that my kids are all decked out and ready to go. Oh, and, uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see the pictures, man. And and yeah, you're doing the Bronco nation news post game show and pregame show from Fort Collins. So it's going to be a huge week for BNN. I'll certainly be, be tuning in as there uh, as well there, coach. Um, we're hey, Johnny, real, real quick, yeah. Johnny, Johnny, I, I, I hate talking over you, but I'm so excited, man. Like I think that the only way you can celebrate this moment is by having a little uh, little Zinny Lenny right here, just throwing a little Zin Zinny Lenny, just to celebrate with my friends online that are that are jamming into my comments, asking about my favorite Zen. Just little change up tonight for the spearmint, but just for all of you that are on the fence about about chewing tobacco or, or quitting, just quit tobacco. You you can join the Zen Revolution. There's no ca- uh, cancer causing agents. It's been a great decision, Johnny. And, I, and they're not a sponsor of the show, but apparently it's uh, in the comment section. It's a big deal. So um, I read those, the, man. For the fans, man. It's for the fans. We'll get to those comments during mailbag. It's a lot easier if you type out question before you type your question. Uh, that way we can sniff through them a little easier and spell those out for you guys for mailbag. All right, coach, before we get to the 35-27 comeback thriller on the blue Saturday night, Boise State maybe a season saver. A lot of people are saying um, just the world of college football, another crazy week. What stood out to you, Coach Sanford analyst, also Coach Sanford fan now? Yeah, so the the 10 a.m. hit us right between the eyes with OU and Texas. And what a, what a back and forth ball game. Um, national championship hopes on the line for uh, the burn orange and the Longhorns and just couldn't get it accomplished. Dylan Gabriel, the superhuman effort. Uh, to find a way to just will his team to victory um, in the Red River shootout, just Oklahoma in just one year. And it shows the power of, A, the transfer portal and just the impact that the portal had. Uh, B, it shows Brent Venable's value as a defensive mind, uh, just a a very aggressive national champions uh, at Clemson when he was the defensive coordinator. And then Jeff Levy is the offensive coordinator. Um, you know, he's the son-in-law of Art Bryles, good friend of mine. Um, and he's yeah. he's a fantastic football coach. And you just see that offense is just clicking. And he brought his guy, Dylan Gabriel, from UCF that's gone through a whole heck he's of a lot. He's a lot. slinger, man. He's Dylan a baller, Gabriel, man. Dylan Gabriel is a gunslinger, dude. He's great. Guys like that are great for college football, right, coach? Because we probably won't see him have a long illustrated career in the pros in most cases they just don't 
It's fine. Um, you can be great college players. And Dylan Gabriel, when we think back on this era, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks, man. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That was a hell of a win for Oklahoma uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Hey, are you are you having any issues hearing me right now? No, none okay. whatsoever. BJ, real quick, are you are we good over there on on the mic side of things? Yeah, I think you're. Uh, can you hear me? You see me? Yeah, I see you. Hear you. Everything. Yeah, I think you're. I just click your settings at the bottom and make sure you on the click audio and then make sure you got the your actual. Make sure the sounds coming out of your Zoom mic. Oh, good call. I think That's... you're coming out of the uh, laptop mic there since we. Had yeah, to Sanford had to switch some stuff over. He had a, a big meeting he had to do, so he had to like refer re reconfirm his settings there. So uh, let's get that taken care uh... of. Uh, you guys hear, Coach? Oh, we can hear you. It wasn't bad. It, it's not bad, but I think you're coming out of the laptop mic there. So make yeah, sure. I, we're good. Just, I think we're. Is that better? Yeah, I don't know if that did anything or not, but we're. It's good. You're fine. Okay. After uh, Texas, Oklahoma, what else stood out? Uh, you know, I think I think the big one that I, that I was watching closely um, was just Michigan. I mean, they've been a bit of an enigma. It just seems like every week it's just an easy win against a team that's you know not necessarily on their level. You know, and they go on the road to play a Minnesota team that's won, you know, nine to 11 games in, I think, four of the last six seasons. And wow. that was an absolute just drubbing uh, in any possible way, so much so that Minnesota was actually losing that game by 21 points in the fourth quarter and didn't attempt one pass attempt because they didn't <laughs> want to get beat any worse um, and ended up losing 52 to 10. Um, so Michigan vying for that number one CFP spot, but Georgia said, hold my beer. And Georgia ends up taking Kentucky, undefeated Kentucky, the Wildcats coming off of yeah. a huge win the week before. And Georgia goes in, was it 52 to 13? Um, so those two are just going, just running through their conferences, um, particularly this last Saturday. I think that they were big statement wins against teams that they should win uh, against, but they, they, they did it in an extremely dominant fashion. It shows just – I mean that that Michigan team. I love watching JJ McCarthy. He is Jim Harbaugh. Coach says they will break the record this April May for most players drafted off one team in one year. Harbaugh says it, and I believe him. He yep. thinks there's 16, 17, 18 kids on that team now. That I mean, they're running drafted. back. Gosh, Blake Corum. I mean, just a an absolute workhorse, but then can hit hit a home run. He can hit singles, doubles like he he's just the guy. And then, you know, Irish eyes are not smiling. Notre Dame goes yeah. into Louisville and just lays an egg. Um, a lot of questions right now about Notre Dame's offense. You know, a lot of questions about Marcus Freeman right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, they got a huge game, which we'll talk about in our pick six segment. But uh, USC, who keeps on just barely surviving Johnny with arguably the best quarterback that's not in a top 10 NFL franchise on planet earth and Caleb Williams. And they just keep just squeaking by. Uh, and will that, will that run out that luck, that edging out kind of getting too cute. We'll see Johnny, but um, yeah. Will Alex Grinch figure it out? I mean, that guy's been a high level, huge mega program coordinator for a long time. So at some point, you know, they're not going to fire Lincoln Riley. So, yeah, USC needs to get that thing together defensively, no question. What about the Mountain West? I mean, Fresno goes up to Laramie and couldn't get it done. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, Laramie is a tough place to play, uh, especially right now. Craig Bull, uh, play, they're playing bull ball up there in Laramie, Wyoming. Andrew Peasley, 
just uh, your just, boy, your just, boy he had a chance to coach him. Love him. Uh, my family loves him. We got to know him really well. He was our third string quarterback at Utah State. He was a freshman. Um, yep. And uh, Jordan Love, Henry Columbia was the backup, and he went on to Texas Tech as the starter after after I left for Minnesota. Um, and then Peasley left and went to Wyoming. Um, tried to get him here at CU last year, but um, did you really? Have, yeah, we didn't have any spots left, which just absolutely broke my heart because. Thing about Andrew Peasley, nobody knows. He's had he's had multiple knee injuries, um, two surgeries, if I'm not mistaken. But that young man can scoot. Um, he was a four four forty player, and that guy is. Have you seen him play fast. basketball? Have you seen Dude, Peasley hoop? Yeah, they they hooped at my house. I mean, reverse dunks in the in the front yes. yard. I mean, just putting. I mean, That's you should have seen amazing athlete. The combination of he and Jordan Love playing playing basketball in the same driveway was was really impressive. I was like, this is a good quarterback group. I've never had a group that could hoop like this. No offense, Niner and uh, and Skinley, Ryan Finley, but you didn't quite have have those uh, basketball attributes. And they they'd argue with that, especially Finley. Oh, I had Finley. Yeah, Finley, Finley thinks he should be in the NBA right now. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, you know, um, Air Force. You know, they're they're. <laughs> They look so good this year. They're so solid. Their defense is, is nasty. When they have that offense cooking and they have a running back that's uh, – he was a, the 100-meter champion in the Mountain West Conference. Like that's scary to have that kind of speed combined with that scheme that is so challenging to defend in so many ways. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to watch how the front-range football plays out this weekend. You know, BJ is going to be staying here at the Sanford household over the weekend. Um, we're going to go to the Stan Stanford at CU game. It'll be BJ's first time back at Folsom in over 15 years since his KU days. And, uh, and then you got, you know, Laramie, the, the Cowboys, the Cowpokes are traveling down to Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and a half from my house. You got CU Stanford. And then most importantly, you got the one I'm really excited for. And that's Boise state coming home, coming, coming to my hometown, um, just a 40 minute drive from my house. And, uh, to say I'm excited is, is a crazy understatement. What was going through your head during that game, pregame, halftime, postgame? Let's hear it. Ball talk. Mike Sanford, your thoughts. 35-27 victory against San Jose State on the blue. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was probably like every single other fan because that's exactly what I am. I'm a fan and an analyst. Uh, and we all, clearly by reading Twitter, all of us are just analysts, right? Especially uh, not just at Boise State, all across college football and pro football. We're all analysts, and and trust me, I, I read all the takes. I listen to all the takes. Um, I'm not somebody who likes to just uh, disagree with everybody or say that I'm the only person who has correct takes. Um, the truth always lies somewhere in between it all, right? Um, and so the two-quarterback system, I was like you all. I have no idea how it was going to go. And um, frankly, through two quarters, it was an abstract failure. <laughs> it really was. Like It felt like when one quarterback got into a rhythm – all of a sudden, here comes Mad Dog, or then Mad Dog gets into rhythm. Here comes Talon. And I think everybody at halftime is like, what are we doing? Um, and then the second half rolls around, and you saw a lot of the, the, the fruition, like the you saw the, the fruits of that two-quarterback system in that second half. And what ended up being one of the absolute best moments in terms of a comeback, comfort-behind victory at Albertson Stadium in its history. Yeah. Um, coming back from 27-7, to 7, not only to just come back at halftime with that kind of deficit, but to do it against a very capable offense, like yeah. with a very capable quarterback in Chevy Cordero. I mean, you can't forget that this is like 
this is arguably one of the most statistically dynamic players in Mountain West history at the quarterback position. Yep. Um, and to bottle him up and sh- essentially shut him out in the second half, just made major tip of the cap. And what I would give a tip of the cap to is, is Taylor Green, the way TG10 responded. I said it last week on the show, Johnny. I, I said that if TG10 can respond with, with a chip on his shoulder and show that, then he's a dude, like a dude, dude. And he responded, particularly in that second half, just with playing with a fire that I haven't seen. And, and maybe that was the intention of it all. Like we don't see the meetings. We don't see everything is to, to just light that competitive spirit, that competitive fire inside of TG10. We saw it also with Austin, Ashton Genty in the second half, just after the two fumbles that, that really contributed to the deficit of 20 points, just the fire he played with and seeing TG10 and Ashton Genty in that second half and the hurdles, my gosh, like I, they lead the nation in hurdles, I believe. The and, staff. and they're not I, just I, like, I, they're like amazing hurdles. <laughs> I mean, these aren't normal. Like I, I haven't coached many players that, that can truly jump over another division one athlete and land on their feet, like, and get more positive yards. Um, there was a take from one of my, one of my besties from my uh, Boise state days, Alex Guerrero, um, that, you know, San Jose State had more talent. When I was watching Ashton Genty at five foot eight, 210 pounds bowling ball, just jump over another human being. And then I see TG10 at six foot six, look like a high jumper and a triple jumper and a hurdler all in one play. And then I see Eric Emac, Eric McAllister catch oh. a back shoulder, run out of it and take it to the crib. I'm like, dude, if anybody thinks there's a talent deficit on this roster, um, and, and we don't we don't have as good of players as San Jose State. You're crazy because I saw in that second half what kind of talent we have, and it was almost like that talent just all finally came together in all three phases playing complementary football. And I was fired up, man, um, and and it was great to see. What do you think happened at halftime? You've been in these situations. Heck, I remember in 2014 on the blue. San Diego State takes you guys apart. Nobody's there. Everybody left. It was snowing. Like, you know, halftime, I mean, the dynamics of that or if something was said or maybe it's just you get out of the arena for 15 minutes, you know, wash your face, you know, shake your head off, figure out what's going on. How do you think halftime went? Sometimes seasons are saved at halftime. Maybe that was the case, maybe not, but it is kind of like I need some type of explanation for what happened in that second half. San Jose State had one total first down in the half, and Boise State's offense, credit Bush again, almost another 500-yard performance of this offense, and you scored 35 points halftime, though. What do you think was said? What goes on in those situations? You know, I think it, I wasn't there clearly. I was in the friendly confines of my house here in Colorado. Um, but if, if I were to just judge it based off the personalities that I know in Bush Hamden, um, Spencer Danielson, who I know a little bit, um, and then certainly knowing Andy Avalos having played with him, I, I'm, my guess would be that there was a lot of, lot of calm uh, and there was poise. And there was um, what I think really did happen, whether it was verbalized, whether it was side conversations, whether it was in front of the whole team. I think that there was a challenge to the leaders and the, the basically the guys of this roster in the second half to go play. And, and, and the response was incredible. Uh, it really was. And, and just, 
I think it was more of a, a challenge to just the will, um, the the pride for that that logo that you wear on on your helmet, um, the name that you have on the back of your jersey. Like I think that that was challenged, and I think that the superstars emerged and emerged incredibly well. And and you know, I came out of that game afterwards, Johnny. Like, wow, what just happened? Like all of us, like so proud of being an alum of just a, a second largest crowd in in yep. Albertson Stadium history for a team at the time that's two and three. And there's a lot of negative talk on social media and, the, and us, us idiots in the media. I mean, there's and, and Bronco Nation showed up, stayed for the light show and they got a way better show, you know, to the tune of a 20 point comeback um, and just to stay you know, as the leaders of the Mountain West Conference. And it was just, it was incredible. And um, I'll be, I'll be at a game at New Mexico here in November. Uh, Amory and I are coming back and I can't wait to see all the additions and the game, the game day atmosphere and the environment that's changed so much since I was there eight years ago. You got to meet Jeremiah Dickey in person too. Um, you got to see how big Talon Green is. I just want you to stand next to him. Um, there's a bunch of stuff you got to check off. Uh, when you get to the blue coach, we can't wait for that. Um, the mic drop, uh, is coming in one second. You guys big mic drop, by the way, I got to throw this in. It is now the Bronco brew coffee, mic drop coach Sanford has, uh, sold his broadcasting soul to brew a cup of Joe. Yes. Bronco brew coffee supporting Boise state university athletics with every sip in the Sanford household. So the Bronco brew coffee mic drop coach. Uh, well, first off, yeah. can I give a little shout out to my, uh, my, my friends, my partners in crime at Bronco brew. Oh, first comes off, with the live read too, huh? The look, sponsorship look, package. Okay. Look, look at this too, man. I mean, this is, you got, you got Bronco nation. I'm somewhere like right kind of on the blue and orange right there where the Midwest hits the, the Rocky mountains. Um, first off, this coffee is, unbelievably good i'm a daily coffee drinker let's just face it we all waste a lot of money at starbucks um, so get a good machine at home or get a nice you know uh they'll, they'll grind it for you the thing i love about bronco brew is look when this was roasted october 3rd you know what That's day it is good. it's october 9th it's and this has been sitting in my mailbox since friday that's how quick you want fresh coffee yeah. that goes to an awesome cause which is keeping us in the in the relevant seat of the nil world um you can choose who your your uh, monthly subscription or weekly subscription um which athletes that goes to or which teams that goes to across all boise state athletics um you know i think i think i know who who mine's going to you can even see right here my hat that i'm wearing that's the tg10 edition of the <laughs> nil hat um i'm all in man hey if i can support these athletes but get really awesome products i think it's a win-win like I, that's where that's where I'm at. That's what NIL yeah. is designed for. I, I think next week you're going to be wearing a Los Betos polo. I love it, man. I can, I'm I can in. picture it already, Coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like the already. I'm like the Ricky Bobby of Boise State. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll decide any sponsor. You just throw you know you just throw some coffee my way, and I'm all in. And believe it or not, I actually pay for this coffee. It's not even a freebie. So that's how much I love it. Let's um, get that mic drop. Oh, you don't like you don't like me plugging the sponsors, do you, Johnny? Huh? You want some? You want the real meat and potatoes, do you? Oh, I love it, man! That was the best <laughs> part of the show. You're actually terrific at it as well. Comment below if you're going to buy some of this coffee or more so too after that Sanford endorsement. Sanford, 
Let's drop that mic, man. Yeah, you know, I, I have a really unique mic drop, and it goes to uh, one of my former teammates, a guy that I was involved in his recruiting process, um, and that's Bush Hamden. Um, and I, I want to, I'm going to mic drop Bush Hamden, but most of all, I want to tip my cap. Um, it's a guy that I shared a quarterback room with for a couple years, and have shared a friendship with for for quite some time. But you know, amongst all of the I would call it the the negativity surrounding the start to this season. I can just tell by watching the way this op, this offense operates. I can see that this offense just continues to just go to work. Bush continues to go to work. I think he's surrounded by a really good group of coaches, um, one that I know incredibly well, uh, obviously, in Matt Miller. I think he's a phenomenal receiver coach. I think he's incredibly brilliant. But the reason I want to uh, tip my cap on this mic drop to Bush Hamden is he did something on Saturday that I believe I could never do. And that's call an entire game with two different quarterbacks rolling in and out and having a call sheet dedicated or a section of the ded- of the call sheet dedicated to each quarterback. And while it certainly had some times that it felt uneasy for us fans and we're scratching our heads, but at the end of the day, it played to the strengths of both young men and more important than the fact that he called the game effectively and without any major penalties, no delay of games, um, no, you know, no, you just didn't look and see that there was any disconnect between what they were attempting to do with two quarterbacks. Um, it looked very organized, very well. It was a well-oiled machine. Um, and more than that, Johnny, is the fact that you had after TG10's touchdown drive to go win this football game. Uh, with an incredible play call to my man, Riley Smith, wide open in the flat, great ball, just great anticipation by TG10. Who is there celebrating right there, hooping and hollering right next to TG10 as he comes off the sideline? It was Mad Dog Matson. And so I'm going to tip my cap to Bush Hamden for calling an effective game with two quarterbacks, which very few of us OCs across the country can do. Uh, But I'm also going to tip my cap to the health of that quarterback room for them to be able to handle that with such class, um, such uh, team uh, sportsmanship, such camaraderie that they came away celebrating that victory together. And to that, I say tip of the cap to Bush Hamden, to that quarterback room, and to this program for responding to uh, what a lot of us thought would be an unmitigated disaster, and it certainly wasn't. Do the, the action. Job. Yeah, do the thing with your hand. Do the thing with your hand, coach. Oh, and we're back. Yeah. And we're back. There we go. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted you to actually do the drop. You missed go it ahead. this week. Okay. There's the Is that better? drop. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, last week you had skepticism like everybody did. So what you've seen moving forward, are you singing a different tune regarding the two quarterback system for this team at this time? No. <laughs> Find a guy. Oh man, you love that. I just I, went on a I went on a rant for the ages, you know, about the two quarterback system. Um, you know, I just I I think I just think that over the course of a competitive Mountain West slate, which at Colorado State is ahead of us, Wyoming's ahead of us, Air Force is ahead of us. Uh, you know, there's there's some there's some challenging ball games that are right in front of us. Can can the exact same shuffling of the quarterbacks mid series yield the same results? I don't know. And it and if it does work, 
then count me as a guy that was just absolutely mind blown by it. And I was in the second half of last game, but I do think that there was a fire lit under TG 10 that activated his supreme giftedness, um, his down the field throw to Emac. Like we saw some things from TG 10 that he, he was a man with something to prove, but it wasn't that I'm pissed off about the situation. It's that I'm going to prove that I'm the player that I believe I am. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm a humongous fan of TG tense um, because I see that I, I keep seeing the clay. I see the clay that, you know, you're just in, you're in there and before you put in the kiln, you're shaping it, you're forming it. And the clay is there and the clay is there to be a Sunday player. And I, I still believe that. I still think that that Bush and Andy believe that. Um, but I, I still think that this is going to be TG 10's team when it's all said and done. Emac, um, I, could you get that kid to play on Sundays? It feels like he's on that trajectory. Man, I, I, I'm with the season count. he's having two quarterbacks all over the place there. Coaches, Emac kid. You there, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny. we're going to play a quick one. We'll be right back in okay. a second on Ball Talk. Yeah. All Bronco Nation news broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. Ferdinand and Johnny here. Okay, hopefully that cleared some stuff up there, Coach. Um, I wanted to move on to the topic of self-scout. Mm -hmm. um, I hear coaches talking about talking about it all the time. Very, very important element in coaching. What are we doing well? When are we doing it? When are we calling it? You have to pay attention within your own building. I know you're a huge believer. All coaches are mega believers in self-scout. You got six games of work now, not only for you, obviously your opponents too, but uh, is Andy in this staff, Bush? Where's self-scout out right now with this team? Yeah, so you're right in the thick of it, Johnny. You bring up a great point at a great time and, and great topic for you to bring up, Johnny. Just 
just continue to show me how much ball you know, which is why we have ball talk, right? Because two guys that love ball and know ball. Um, Johnny might know ball better than me. But um, I, what, what I would say is after four games, that's where you really start building up some tendencies and being, you know, in that fifth, sixth, seventh week of the season, you start to really look at on both sides of the ball, you have to start looking at yourself from the perspective of what is the defensive coordinator preparing for you say about you as a play caller or say about you and your personnel groupings or say about you in your formations. And a lot of that has to do with run pass tendencies, percentages broken down, you know, by certain people on the field, whether it be one tight end, three receivers and one back, which we'd call 11 personnel, you know, or if you have two tight ends on the field, are you an 80% run team? Well, the thing I love about building tendencies, even myself, like I sometimes I intentionally had awful tendencies early in the season because I love breaking tendencies when it really wow. counts, you know? And so like, I 90, love hearing that 93%, you know, when you have, you know, Stanford days, right. We we're like 93.7% run when we had an extra offensive lineman on the field plus two tight ends. So yeah. what does that, what does that lead to? It leads to a, like a fourth and two call or fourth and one call with a game on the line at Oregon where you break your tendency and then you beat the number one team in the country. Um, you know, and so I love the self-scout piece, not just to be able to like, oh, man, I'm such a bad play caller. I do this every time out of this formation. I look at it a little bit differently being the positive dude that I am. I'm like, well, tendencies are made to be broken. Let's dial up something. And, uh, and that's exactly what they're it. doing right now. You know, you have so many quality control coaches and analysts now that are now working on self-scout each and every week. Uh, I, I love the quality control guy that would show up into my office like like during after week one of the season to like coach here your tendencies and I'm like it's week one there are no tendencies I just called the game to win the game come back to me in two weeks bud (laughs) but but keep doing your work man keep doing your work because it's valuable yeah but just right now after after one game man let's go um you know and I think the other piece like defensively you know you know if you have like a, a nickel package a dime package a uh, three down sub package, or even sometimes if you bring, have just one true down defensive lineman and you have a rush package on third down, you know, it's what are the actual blitz percentages? And then then if you're a defensive coordinator, you want to break down, you know, where are you blitzing from? Are you a field boundary blitz team? Are you, blitz, are you blitzing in the, obviously in the A gaps, which would be straight down the middle between the center and both guards. Um, and those are also great tendencies because then uh, I, w- I was at the Broncos Jets game yesterday um, and I watched Robert Sala, who's a, just a mad scientist of a defensive coordinator. And it, as an offensive guy, he's a horrible human being, man. The stuff he designs to try to just just ruin lives. Um, and he did yesterday. He ruined our Broncos, our poor Denver Broncos uh, lives. They're getting and, to the point where they don't care. Uh, it's crazy. Wow, uh, I, I've paid a lot of attention to that fan base in my life growing up. An Elway guy, real quick, coach, and it's getting to the point. You're 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 piped into Denver Sports Talk Radio. They are. I mean, they're ninety five percent Broncos, five percent everything else, typically in that town, and they're getting to the point where they don't give a shit. It's crazy it, to see what's it's happening. A nug- it's a Nuggets, right? Yeah, it's a Nuggets abs town right now. Now. With that being said, you, you show up yesterday to Empower Field and it was like their 737th consecutive sellout or something crazy. Yeah. Like they still show up, man. It's the longest uh, sellout streak in the NFL. So um, they are a very loyal, passionate fan base, but there is apathy starting to set in, man. And it's seven years, eight years worth of 
bad football. But to the point of Robert Sala, you know, he he and the the fumble that ended the game on Russ Wilson's attempted two minute drive was I was watching it. I was in the end zone seats with Gunner and Griffin, my six and nine year olds. And um, I'm sitting there watching it as a coach. And I, I was like, this is awesome. Like I was high up. Like I was literally like the end zone camera was my angle of the game. And I watched the the mug backer mostly comes and mugs it over the, the, the right guard. You have a defensive end outside and then Quincy Williams is outside of him. And so Russ is pointing out Quincy Williams, but the way they ran the stunt, they had to protect because Mosley has blitzed through that A and B gap. And so they weren't able to kick the slide all the way out. And of course it freed up Quincy Williams. Russ saw him, tried to run away, didn't have good ball security, ends the game. Those are the things that like Robert Saul is looking is we're a heavy blitz tendency that we mug up Mosley, we bring him or we pick stun him with another defensive end. And then all of a sudden now he breaks that tendency in the most critical situation, probably of the Jets season to be able to salvage what, you know, may have ended up being going down the wrong way for the Jets two weeks in a row with close games. Yeah. So uh, I, I think self scout so incredibly important. It's crazy, and 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 with six weeks now, how do you self scout like um, the quarterback situation? You have one data, you have one form of sample this game. I mean, are you looking at that saying, "Well, Colorado State doesn't know what the heck we're going to run"? Hell, we don't know exactly what the heck we're going to run. What do you think self scout? I mean, in terms of the quarterback position? Yeah, I think they're they're going to start looking at you know, obviously run past tendencies. Um, and I think that already happened. If, if you think about the the shot play, the post that was thrown to EMAC by TG in, in the, I think that was the third quarter. Am I right in saying that? I yep. think it was, I think it was the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Um, that was probably a formation and a look that just kind of screamed run. And that's why you got safeties to commit to the, to the, to the box. Because right now, I mean, Ashton Genty is is the premier player in the Mountain West Conference, no question. Like, there's nobody in this conference that has dominated games like Ashton Genty, and now you're starting to see teams that are playing quarter safeties that typically play flat-footed, you know, 10, 11 yards and get a read. Now those safeties are starting uh, to be about seven yards right after the ball snapped, which gives you great opportunity to throw those balls over the field, over the top of the defense. What's Norvell thinking? What's going on in those coaching rooms? Uh, they think Boise State's beatable. I'm certain they do. Um, they've had an up and down season. They played some good teams. I mean, what do you think Norvell and his assistants are talking about this week on how they can win? Well, I think I think they have to they have to get the same Brennan um, Fowler Nicolosi that they got against CU, and they got to get the same mentality defensively, um, you know, that they had against CU because they dominated three quarters and I don't know, 12 minutes in that game. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were the team that, that impressed everybody, certainly here in the state of Colorado. Um, and so number one, they're thinking let's, let's pressure, let's pressure these guys, uh, give a dirty box to run in. So a box that, you know, isn't clean and not a standard, you know, four down front, two linebackers in the box and then adjust your, your apex players based off of where the slot receivers are. Um, they're going to, they're going to mug their backers. They're going to show exotic pressures. I mean, to be honest, they're going to jump ball Boise state this, this week. I really believe that because they jump balled CU and, and that's when they had their success. I didn't have a chance to watch much of the Utah state CSU game. Um, but my, my guess would be um, that they kind of thought they were a better football team going into that game. And, 
you know, uh, Cooper Lagarde, a, a young man that I recruited at at Utah State. You know, he's a tremendously gifted uh, thrower and runner. Um, and, you know, he had his way. Uh, and then on the flip side, Brendan Fowler Nicolosi went from being one of the hottest names in our conference to uh, being 44% completion percentage or 46 right in that number on 54 pass attempts for only 225 yards um, and through three picks, no, no touchdowns. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of that kind of uneven um, growth chart that you see in a quarterback that's starting for the first time. I think this is going to be his fourth start, um, but they're going to believe that they can beat Boise State. I mean, uh, there's no question about that, but it's going to have to be predominantly through the air. Um, this is an air raid system. Um, the run game has not been a humongous part of what they do. They ran the ball really successfully in one game, um, and that was against CU. Uh, they, they looked like they had a ground attack in the CU game, but outside of that, it hasn't been, you know, a, 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 they're averaging 2.2 yards to carry Johnny on the ground, which – you know, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I'd say is that I, I have liked the the consistency of our rush defense throughout the course of this year. There's been uneven times, but there always is. Um, but I, First I think two games are, were slow. First two yeah. games I thought were tough, but those were the best teams you played, too. Right. And especially, you know, a dynamic quarterback that can run in game two against John Reese Plumley, And they're a different team without him. Uh, and then, you know, week yeah. one, I mean, you're just outmatched. Uh, they're playing against what might be a top three team in the country. When you make a ma major move with your program, like Andy did, we're playing both quarterbacks, two quarterback system. We're moving forward with this. Is it tougher to sell the kids or sell their parents? And how does that come into play? Is it tough for the kids to sell their parents. No, dad, no, it's fine. Don't worry. We're, we're going to make this work. We'll assess the end of the season at the end of the season, because you know, I'm going to be shocked. And I would have, regardless of a two quarterback system or not, I'm going to be shocked if both these kids are here. I'll even say for the bowl game, kids now leave as soon as the end of the regular season is over. They want to get in that portal before bowl games and whatnot. I don't know if both kids will be here for the bowl game, but I mean, what's the flow of that, especially maybe as an OC, maybe mom and dad will call you before they're going to call the head coach, that type of deal. What do you make of what's going on with the future of this thing? And is that typically a tough sell when you make a drastic change at this point in the season? Well, in, in this instance, and whether it be recruiting, whether it be retention of your roster, that what is always going to trump everything else is, is relationships, the strength of your, the relationships that you have. Um, the most important relationship is going to be, you know, between the head coach and the players that, that we're talking about. And in this case, we're talking about two quarterbacks um, and then, you know, the, the coordinator on that side of the ball position coach. Um, and so those relationships have to be founded upon trust, which is founded upon truth. And what I do believe in just watching what was said in the media with regards to, you know, playing two quarterbacks and then what actually happened on Saturdays, there was there was no uh, there was a zero evidence of anything but truth being told um, with regards to what the plan was. You know, not telling the game plan to the media because, you know, of course, you don't want your opponents knowing that. But I think it was handled correctly with regards to just building trust and trust is what counts in relationship. And um, and I think that also extends to the parents. Um, and having really honest conversations, and I promise you, just having been in similar situations, um, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of parents over the years with regards to redshirt decisions, transfer decisions, 
And I always just want to be honest. I want to throw everything out on the table, put my cards out on the table and then invite the athlete and the parents to throw their into all their cards out on the table and just set that up as a basis for the conversation that we're about to have. Um, I per- last year I dealt with it, um, you know, with CU, we had a true freshman quarterback that was, you know, capable of, of, of moving the football and, and frankly ended up being the guy that was most consistent, you know, with just doing what the offense asked him of him, had mobility. Well, his dad happened to be uh, Josh McCown. Um, so it was Owen McCown was our true freshman. You have McCown's kid? Yeah, you have yeah. McCown's kid at CU. There's another yeah, McCown coming? Dude, they're Josh everywhere. McCown just quit playing, and now he's got a kid in college. I love it, man. One of the great pro careers in quarterbacking history is Josh McCown. He stays in the league for like 20 years, starts maybe 30 games. He's got his head. He's got his health. He's got fat checks. Like, yeah, I love yeah. it. Man. You had so in the, kid, huh? in the recruiting process, uh, he was he was committed and signed before I got here. So I actually went and visited his family at their ranch down in Texas. Down in Texas, it was nice, it was nice. uh, it was down in Texas too. Nice it wasn't place. like it wasn't near Dallas. It wasn't near Houston. It was out there in East Texas, and it was it was so fun to get to know Josh and that family. Not only did he have one of the most incredible careers, but he also was one of the most honest you know, incredible people, man of integrity and and their entire family is that way. Um, But which made that relationship, like me going out there, I had conversations, you know, with Josh. I mean, I'm talking hour long, two hour long conversations at 530 in the morning, um, just talking about, you know, the decision to to remove his red shirt or to, you know, keep his red shirt, whether to start him uh, the fifth game or red shirt. I mean, the reality was Owen was 157 pounds. He was a very underdeveloped freshman with a ton of gifts and attributes. Um, and he was getting hit. He was getting hit hard. And uh, so we made, the, we made the decision. Um, he started the Cal game. We won the Cal game. That was the first game I took over as the interim. But that was also happened to be the fourth game he played in. And uh, just talking to his dad, talking to, to Owen, we just felt like it was in the best interest of his his life his future and obviously the quarterback position not being too fragile and broken and all that stuff that comes with playing Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah and back-to-back-to-back weeks. Um, and so we made the decision, and now he's at um, he's at UTSA. When I when I left, he transferred. Um, they win a lot of games there, man. Roadrunners, yep. dude. That's and he's a legit developing. program now. That's yep. a legit and, program. And all Josh wanted was for him to develop and develop in a, in a positive environment. Um, and for him, it was a place where he wasn't going to be asked to be the starter right then as a 162 pound or 57 pound uh, true freshman quarterback. I love it. Uh, Coach Sanford, Johnny Ballgame, Ball Talk, season one, episode nine, our circus sports pick six. If you're rooting for coach, maybe you gain some ground. Let's get to the circus sports pick six right after Bronco nation news is sponsored by Tommy Alquist and ball ventures. Alquist Idaho's premier commercial real estate development company. BVA projects specialize in office retail flex medical and industrial spaces located at some of the most strategic and visible locations in the Valley. Need a developer looking for new space. Think BVA at BVA. We are Idaho's developer. The Nicolaysen family and SON management have proudly been operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. One of the first to make a seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. They've also stepped up their support at Boise State Athletics with the Taco Bell men's and women's basketball endowed scholarships. 
The Nicolaysen family and SON management have committed at least $310,000 by 2026. Get more information on their financial support at Boise State Athletics and find information on applying to work at Taco Bell at TacoBellWorks.com. Lithia Ford of Boise is a proud supporter of Boise State Athletics and the official car and truck of the Broncos. Lithia Ford of Boise supports Broncos student-athletes through NIL deals, including providing Ford vehicles to Taylor Green and Riley Smith from the football team and Paige Barsh from the volleyball team. Rain's family purchased RF-150 from Lithia Ford. Couldn't be happier with the purchase. Check out the all-electric F-150 Lightning or the electric Mustang Mach-E at Lithia Ford and make sure to check out their full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com. The Blue and Orange Store is the perfect spot to get all your gear for your next Bronco game. The Blue and Orange Store has official Nike apparel, including jerseys, shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, hats, and more. Wear what the Broncos wear and get it at the Blue and Orange Store, the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall, or get free shipping on a $40 order online at theblueandorangestore.com. And appreciate Circus Sports, our pick six segment. And if you're going to go to Vegas, and I would highly recommend it, you're going to stay at Circa Resorts. I would also highly recommend that. It is the best of both worlds. Uh, he or she can stay in the pool while he or she stays in the pool and watches games, everything, entertainment, all that great stuff. You love Vegas. You're going to love uh, getting to Circa. All right, Coach. We are tied. Coach Sanford continuing to gain ground on this pick six. And if you guys just would have listened to us throughout the season, you'd be up six games right now. Coach, you're 15 and 12. Myself, I'm 15 and 12. Quick recap before we get to our pick six this week, Coach. Three and one last week. Another winning week for the Sandman. You take Michigan to cover. They did. Easy. You took your Hilltoppers. Uh, the the place that fired you after two years. Who gets canned after two years? You still took them. This guy does. You know why? You, you, you know why I picked him? Because money talks, brother. Keep going. Uh, I love it. Okay, yes. And on the blue, you take San Jose State not to win. You take the plus eight and a half. Boise State wins. They don't cover uh, that half a point. They won by eight. The spread, I believe, was eight and a half. So, Coach, you dodged that bullet there. Good for you. The only game you lost on was the Washington State Cougars and the UCLA Bruins. Well done. They let me down. How about you? I I was two for two, two and two, actually. The two wins, I took the Oregon State Beavers to cover against Cal. They did. I took the Boise State, San Jose State over of 59, Coach. I thought we were going to get some points on the blue, not just the LED show. I thought there'd be points, too. There was. So those are the two I hit. Coach, I missed on Fresno. And I had such confidence in Jeff Tedford that they were going to go up there and announce their presence with authority. They were going to nuke Lelouch, these guys, and it did not happen. Bull ball, as you said, and the one guy we both love, Andrew Peasley. What a performance, Mountain West Player of the Week. I lost on that Fresno pick, and finally, uh, Coach, I lost on Colorado State. I thought they were going to go to your old stomping grounds in Logan Maverick Stadium and handle Utah State, and they didn't get it done. So two wins, two losses. You won the week, Coach. What's your first pick? First pick's a lock. It's not even close. Colorado hosting Stanford. Folsom will be electric. Friday night game. Uh, Colorado is favored by 12 points, and it's they're going to win by a whole heck of a lot more than 12 points. Why? Because Travis Hunter's back. 
he was back at practice today, had a highlight reel of a, of a practice today, insane interception. Travis Hunter's going to be on full display and, and uh, Colorado's going into their bye week. So they're going to let it all loose this week. And Shador Sanders is going to continue to be one of the top three passers in college football. Okay, I'm going with one of your former rivals. You have so many, it's difficult for me to keep track, but a very low-key rivalry, as nasty as they come, is Western Kentucky versus Middle Tennessee State. I believe they call it 100 Miles of Hate. That was, Didn't that already happen, Johnny? No, I know. I, I'm not oh, picking okay. that. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm setting this up. Is, what's <laughs> yeah. the name of that rivalry between Western and Middle? 100 Miles of Hate. I did. I got it. I remember that. Okay. Yes. yes. Not 100 miles of hate. This is, uh, I don't ever know how many miles, 130 miles of ass kicking. And I'm going Tuesday nights, a great night for football. I think this game is tomorrow on the Conference USA Tuesday night package. Um, Middle Tennessee minus three against Louisiana Tech. I don't know who the Texter's quarterback is going to be. I don't care. I actually hope it's Hank Bachmeyer. Give me Middle Tennessee State to cover three against Louisiana Tech. I believe that's Tuesday. If not, I think it's a Wednesday game. All right, Coach, who's next for you? Pick number two, American Airlines Stadium, Husky Stadium. Is that what they call it, Johnny? Is it American Airlines Stadium? I believe it's Alaska Airlines Field. I knew that. I knew that. Alaska. You should have known. Yeah. I mean, they they, they put 70 on you last year. Hey, it wasn't 70, bro. (laughs) Easy, man. It was a tough day at the office, though. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Um, it, Yeah. Oregon, Washington's the game of the week. Uh, It's for Pac 12 supremacy. Uh, Oregon's the hot team right now because of what they did with the largest viewership in college football on this, you know, first six, seven weeks of the season. But we all saw Bronco Nation firsthand. What a complete team that Washington is. They're dynamic receivers, quarterback that just makes all the right decisions, and then line play on both sides of the line that is suffocating. Um, I like the overall package of UW much better. And I'm going to go UW with a minus three spread covering against the Oregon Ducks. Well, what Lock a setting it. that's going to be at the greatest Ooh. setting Husky stadium. Are you, I, and, and talk about nasty rivalries in my lifetime. I've known uh, none of a, I've known no worse, dirtier, nastier rivalry than Oregon versus Washington. I mean, it is gruesome. Those fans absolutely despise each other. Um, and that'll be a fun one. I didn't have the guts to pick that too emotional with my dogs coach. So I went with Ohio state at Purdue. This probably has 11 AM, 10 AM written all over it that morning window. I was impressed with Ohio state against Maryland last week. Maryland's undefeated. Ohio state beat them by 20 covered the spread. The spread's 19 and a half in West Lafayette. I'm not buying that Purdue is going to make this even respectable coach. I think Ohio State is clicking right at the right time. Hopefully they get their running back back. He's one of my favorite to watch in America. And this is to me, I'm going to look at the score. I'm going to nod my head and I'm going to see Ohio State 42, Purdue 13. And I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank, coach. What's next for you? That's a lock. That's a pure lock. Great pick. Next one, I'm also kind of putting my neck out there, just like the Oregon-Washington pick. I previewed it earlier when we were recapping last weekend's slate of football. 
Um, this is going to be a rivalry that I've been on both sides of as a coach's kid in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, a coach's kid in Notre Dame Stadium, and then also an offensive coordinator at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, USC's visiting Notre Dame with arguably the best quarterback in, in football. Uh, I think the most exciting pro prospect that I've seen in my lifetime in Caleb Williams. Really? Uh, I, wow. I, do, I do not like this the, the totality of this USC team. And Notre Dame is has a massive chip on their shoulder coming off of two of three weeks of just not what Notre Dame fans expect. That place will be rocking. It'll be 90% Notre Dame fans. And I believe that the, the O-line play and the overall just grit of Sam Hartman is going to win this football game somehow, some way. So I have wow. Notre Dame covering neg- minus two and a half. Notre Dame. I love I love that those teams are playing this weekend. And and I'm with you with Notre Dame. And I loved it when you took that gig. I remember I was happy for you. That's a that's a no-brainer to me, coach. I know you were great here in Boise, but you you know, especially when you went you played quarterback at South Bend High School. Dude, you need Mishawaka, to go to Notre Dame. Mishawaka Penn, baby. Penn Dude, High School. State champs, man. Yes. State champs, baby. You have to go back. To Notre Dame. I totally get that. I don't want them to waste Sam Hartman's season. They get him for one year. He's this beautiful quarterback. I love With an Sam incredible Hartman. beard. I mean, his oh. beard is, I mean, and he's the envy of all of us beard growers. You and I they're are gonna like, have three losses, man. They gotta find a way to win that game. I think USC will win, but I'm not picking that coach. I'm gonna go. What is it? The battle for the cannon, whatever the hell they call it when UNLV and Nevada play in the football. The Fremont Cannon. I've coached in that rivalry too. Ah, yes, you have. My, my, my dad was the head coach and he he just called them the team up north. You, you would not call them Nevada. You wouldn't call them Reno. You wouldn't, we actually had Wolfpack uh, stickers in all the urinals in the building. Um, the they team put up that, north. Your dad put that in. You take a whiz on the Wolfpack logo. I mean, maybe or I, I I can't say for sure, but there's rumors. There there are rumors. That's great, man. Um, yeah, I'm going that game. I I love what Coach Odom is doing in Vegas. I mean, I've always called that a sleeping giant. I don't know if he's going to wake it up that much, but I just think there's a lot going on on the sports scene in Las Vegas, and I think there's enough of a piece of the pie for UNLV to at least make a tiny mark. Get fans to go down there as a destination, too, on road games and get the locals who love college football, who have moved there, to go see them play in that beautiful stadium. It's nine and a half. This game, Coach, is in Reno. That doesn't even matter. I don't even know if fans will be. Actually, they'll be there for this one because it's the rivalry. But, Coach, I got got Notre Dame. I got UNLV handling the rival Wolfpack. They're going to win this game by double digits, in my opinion. Take UNLV, lay the nine in the hook, and you'll thank me later. All right, Coach, where are you going next? I'm going for the battle of Rocky Mountain supremacy. Um, We're going – this is my final pick, right? This is Boise State. Correct? Yes, it is. So Boise, Idaho, located in the northern Rockies. And people here in Colorado would say that Idaho's – that's not the Rocky Mountains. I think that this – Boise State team came together and had their turning point, their their come to Jesus moment in that halftime and subsequent 30 minutes of football coming out of that 27 to 7 halftime deficit. 
And I believe that this team is going to be playing the best complete football. Boise State is going to win this game, and they're going to win it convincingly. They will cover the spread. I don't even care what the spread is. Eight and um, a half. Eight and a half. Eight it doesn't half. matter. I, I knew somebody said seven and a half uh, on the chat line. I'm going, if it was eight and a half, it was nine and a half, ten and a half. I got it, but I'll take it for eight and a half. Boise State's going to claim their they're going to put their flag. I got my flag flying in behind me right now, but they're going to claim their All their right. supremacy in Rocky Mountain lore here. And I think it's going to be a great game, and I can't wait well, to see it. I'm going to sit on the other side of the fence here. I like Colorado State. Keep this thing close. I think Boise State's going to play in a lot of close games this year. Give me the eight and a half. Uh, for the Colorado State Rams at home. All right, Coach, let's transition into mailbag real quick. Got a few questions we want to come up. Johnny Grimes says, Coach Sanford, how would you play both these quarterbacks moving forward? I mean, I'm going to go with what I've done and in my experience, and I'm going to say that you take the way the team responded in that second half to Taylor Green and you, and you ride TG10. But I know that that's not what's going to be going to happen. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm not in every single one of those meetings. I'm not seeing the all 22 film that, that Bush and Andy are seeing. Um, I trust them uh, with how they handled it because there was, there was proof, there was evidence in how it all came to fruition in that second half. Um, so that's my answer, but I do think it will play out. I do believe it'll play out that, that there will be a clear cut starter. And I think that it's going to happen in Fort Collins, Colorado. I appreciate the comments coming in here. Uh, get yours in if you want to ask questions right now for Coach Mike Sanford. All right. Um, overall, so you see this thing, you, you said kind of getting out of hand. You think Boise State rolls these guys, Coach? I, I, I think they're a fragile team. I think they have a quarterback that just had a just a monstrosity of the game uh, of a game at you know at Maverick Stadium up in Logan, Utah. Yeah. So I, I like just reading the narrative here in Colorado, being boots on the ground, you know, in enemy territory, if you will. Um, I think that they're 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 licking their wounds probably more than they're focusing on the intent of beating Boise State. Mo, I mean, Mohamed Kamara, the 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 best pass rusher in the conference, might not even be playing. That's huge. Uh, you know, I just I think that they're a, a bit of a walking wounded outfit right now. I think they're going to be a, a phenomenal program within a year or two, and they have the exact right guy leading that program. In general. What's that Zen flavor you 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 endorsed before you got into your coffee deal? Zach wants to know the best Zen flavor. Close game, ten minutes left, Mountain West or Conference Championship on the line. What's the flavor? I'd say my my daily dose, my daily coffee, if you will, as it relates to Zen, is going to be always the chill flavor, just nice and smooth, a little mint kind of flavor to it. But if if it's cooking, if the pressure's on, I'm going. I'm popping some cinnamon toast crunch. I'm having cinnamon flavored Zen, aka cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, cinnamon toast crunch. All right, there's ball talk season one. Episode nine in the books. Appreciate everybody watching this. Watch it on YouTube. And, and Coach, you wanted to take some time, or we wanted to as well, for people tuning in. BJ, you can come back on this program if you're listening, but there's going to be uh, pretty good, cool opportunities for Ball Talk fans and those who are going to be at this game on Saturday to do a little Sanford meet and greet. BJ, what's going on at BNN this weekend? 
Well, Mike, uh, we're still finalizing the details, right, of the location, so we'll give that out uh, Saturday, hopefully, or the next day or two. But uh, Saturday morning, we're doing the show. It's not going to be in Fort Collins, though, Mike. You can maybe fill folks in. It's going to be close by. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do the the morning show again. That's worked pretty good viewership-wise to do the show earlier in the morning and then kind of let it circulate on social media all day. So uh, looking forward to getting over to Colorado. We're actually going to Vegas tomorrow first. I'll be staying at Circa for uh, basketball media days but uh, heading on Friday to Colorado. And, Mike, uh, you're going to make your in-person debut pregame and then uh, postgame you'll be back in the coach's box, first time in the coach's box in a, in a, in a while for you. We're going to do the postgame show from the Boise State coach's box. Kind of ironic there, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll have some fun on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, keep tuned. We'll stay tuned with the socials. We'll, uh, we'll release the location of, of where we do have, um, you know, our pregame show. Um, it probably be a little bit early in the morning, but if you're staying the night, Anywhere in the Denver metropolitan area, Fort Collins area, um, you're not going to want to miss it. Love to meet you in person. And certainly my family will be around sitting in, in the Boise State section. BJ, you better get me some tickets or at least tell me who to get tickets from. Because I want to sit with my Broncos. Uh, and we look forward to cheering them on with you. And I can't wait to get my first uh, loud Boise, Boise. BJ, I'm not saying it. I'm not either, but hold on. Give me one second. Give give me one second here. I got somebody that will. Uh, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to end the show. We got to end the show here. We had some craziness on the post-game show the other night. Oh, yes. Let's let's let Uh, Bree. Everybody wants to hear Bree. Let's let Bree say uh, Boise State here to finish. You want Tonight, it's all about Boise. When I say Boise, what do you say? Stay. Boise. Stay. Boise. Stay. Let's go, guys. (laughs) <laughs> whatever whatever Bree had I, I i wish i could drink that but i'm still in my 75 hard program so it's been 55 days no booze um Bree, uh you know hey i'm not gonna lie a little envy on my part right now seeing how, how sauced up you were november but, uh, 11th november 11th man <laughs> we'll be hey, boys coach be careful on that do not do i i would recommend taking it easy before you're gonna come on man uh you're a you're a rising star in this business. Uh, uh, Johnny, complete pro. I'll be in suit and tie. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be sober as a judge, man. Yeah, I, I Brad, promise you that. I don't think Brad Bedell and Kent Riddle had anything to drink that. Yeah, no, no, they, I don't no, they so. didn't. But Bree had, had a blast. <laughs> hey, what what a great show! And I can't wait to see all you Bronco Nation in Fort Collins. If you're coming out, hit me up on Twitter, DM me, whatever, at me. And uh, we'll connect before the game. And uh, looking forward to seeing you, BJ. You'll be right here. This will be your gonna, own little couch I was right here when you come stay. I was going to ask if that's my if the bed's made for me, if it's ready to go yet. But uh, oh no, Amory's been preparing. Trust me, she's the hostess with the most. She'll have this oh, place yeah. dialed up. So. We're getting out there too, Coach. At one point, me and my lady, we're coming out and staying. You got to come, dude. You always have a place. I would extend that to all Bronco Nation, but I think it'd be, be a little tough to, to make good on that on that offer. I can't so, wait, Mike. I'm looking looking forward to it. I appreciate you. I could have easily gotten a hotel, and you're like, no, just come stay in the guest house. And, that's really uh, cool. Johnny, he's even taking me to the Stanford CU game on Friday night, so we'll have some know, reports man. from that. We got a suite, man. We got a suite. My builder hooked it up. So You got a Great. prime suite, dude. That is Oh, yeah. Sunglasses killing, on man. the whole time, BJ. Yeah, the so, whole uh, time. Yeah, so, stay, so, uh, so stay tuned and uh, follow us on social media on the shows, and we'll let you know Saturday if you're in the area and want to come bring in some extra BNN T-shirts with me. Mike, I got one for you as well. And uh, a BNN hat that we're going to even hook you up with. So uh, 
We're uh, looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to seeing some Boise State fans. Going to be a, a fun week, and, and you guys uh, killed it yet again. Thanks, guys. Season, season 10. I'm sorry, season one, episode 10, coach. Episode 10 next week. Hey, man, this is a big deal. I don't think I've ever – I barely stayed any place long enough for 10 episodes. No, you never and here did, I man. am, man. I'm ball talk. This, this is my continuity phase of my life, man. And, uh, and, and nobody I'd rather be doing it with you, Johnny. Awesome show as always, dude. And, uh, I can't wait to come out and see you and take your hand.